Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network. Before we get to our very special guest today, actor Tion Kelly, reminder, we are on YouTube, the Joe Vore Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, hit that bell notification so you never miss an episode. You don't want to look at our smiling faces. That's fine. We're also available on Apple and Spotify, the Joe Vore Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, follow, all of that good stuff. So, business is out of the way, Tion. Let's talk, man. Actor extraordinaire. I'm going to read a little bit of a resume here. You know him from the award-winning short film Tyler and my also one of my personal favorites when I was checking out his stuff, Poppies in full bloom. It's a Tarantino style. We're going to dive into that. That's going to be fun. And we're going to and linked his website below. So after you get done talking or after you get done listening to us, go check out his website, see what he's all about, check out all of his product or uh, projects. So be sure to do that after you listen to this. So, Tion, let's start, before we get into all the stuff that you've done, let's start kind of present day here currently. You just wrapped on a project. Now, I know we can't get into too many of the fun details. We, the audience is going to have to wait a little bit uh, b- <laughs> before they can see what it's all about. But tell me, you know, what was the name of the pro- uh, you know, project? I'm just going to kind of give you the floor here. You talk about as much as you can, you know, what it was like, you know, the experience on set, all that good stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, okay, so the project is called Bitch Ass. Right? Love it already. So, <laughs> I know, I know. A lot of people are like, wait, really? What? Uh, and unfortunately, that is, that's all I can say about it. That's pretty cool. And like the experience on set, we actually filmed at this really uh like it was a real haunted house and uh it was an all-black cast and it was it was just stellar performances and and, uh, i was just i was really honored to be a part of a cast like that i had never been a part of such a talented group of people where i was like oh man i need to like step it up yeah it was really incredible um especially oh man the haunted house man like i we were doing a scene and during the take a door closed on its own and like a cat meowed out of nowhere and like i'm pretty sure they don't have a cat so it was super super scary and no one was in that door no one was in the room there was no window open there was no breeze it was just like so it was it was crazy so you hear actors talk about this so you're shooting at an actual haunted house sometimes they say you know we it, it all you know, whether it's not that scary to film in the moment, but would you say you were actually freaked out in the moment at some of this stuff because you're at a real haunted house? <laughs> was this in LA? Was this in California somewhere? Yeah, yeah, uh, it was in LA. It's a very, it's a very famous house, and mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the name of it for some reason. But yeah, it was a, it was a house in LA. It's been in a lot of films, and in the moment, yeah, I mean, I was a little thrown off. I was like what is happening right now <laughs> but uh no they had all this like crazy like taxidermy stuff with like cut off goat heads what? and like uh, buddha statues and uh crazy little knickknacks and, and like the, the owner of the house actually lives in it and that's it's crazy very, very creepy it takes a special. I imagine. Did you get to meet the owner of the house? I imagine he's a oh, character yeah. in himself. Like, what was that guy like? Oh yeah, yeah. He he looks like I want to say, uh, if you've ever seen Ratatouille. Yep. He looks like Anton Ego. He looks exactly like that. 
exactly like that. I got the picture. Super weird. I know. <laughs> I got the around like that too. <laughs> it kind of all makes sense now. That's crazy. No, that's that's really really cool to hear. Is there? I don't know. I'm not in LA. I, you know, I'm originally from Ohio, and we we got our share of you know little mount you know with all those weird shows show up you know whether it's ghost hunters or you know we have some haunted stuff we got some like mountainous stuff but i feel like i, I don't know is la known for some of their paranormal like real paranormal haunted type places are those places exist in and around la i feel like it kind of would uh, yeah i i i would imagine uh but uh, not that i know of. this is this is the first kind of experience I've had like yeah. this so uh I would I will imagine that I will have more where people are like oh man this this location's known for this like film horror story that right. you know has happened and uh it is it's interesting it's interesting that's awesome that's awesome well we all I speak for everyone we can't wait to see bitch ass we can't wait to see your or see the uh, ratatouille guy's house we can't wait to see all of that stuff so that's gonna be really fun now can you say real quick before we move on to some other stuff that scene that you talked about where the door shut on its own and the meow did that make it into the film yes, yes. well oh you know what no oh no I, I don't know i don't know i don't know you never know with these things, you know? Right. Like sometimes it's like, ooh, that's great, or ooh, that, like, it doesn't work technically. Right. But I thought, like... It I would know. be, you it, know, if it all works out, it would be a nice touch. That'd be pretty cool. I think so, too. There I you go. Too. At the very least, it's a great story for a podcast, so we got that going for us. <laughs> I believe that's true. Yep. I believe that's true. Okay, so let's get into some of your past projects. Kind of alluded to them earlier. Let's start with Tyler, the award-winning short film that you did. I want to start with this. Your co-star who plays your little brother, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he was... He was... Uh, he was electric. Originally... I was saying he, he was electric. He was a like it. He had to have been awesome to work with. He was great. He was a little. I mean, how how old is that kid? Yeah. Oh my god. He was. Um, oh my gosh. He he was actually nine years old uh, at the time of filming, I think. And uh, he played. Uh, he played nine years old, and uh, so he. Um, Man, I, I tell you, we were, because uh, uh, I was originally not supposed to be playing him, uh, that character, uh, his brother. And the director, Joel, was supposed to play my character. But he saw my audition and uh, he was like, you know what, okay, I'm going to give this guy a shot. And we went to the chemistry read and this kid and I just like, started this banter man and it was super it was it was crazy it was like that hollywood magic that you hear people talk about when they have that like that that unspeakable acting chemistry <clears throat> and it just really played on camera man it was, and joel loved it and he made me his brother and he was he was he's a very talented talented kid man he he's got a bright future that's for sure Absolutely, absolutely. So now talk about 
you know, what awards did this win? And then from, from what I from what I saw, this made it into some some film festivals as well, right? Can can you kind of talk about that yeah. whole experience of, you know, yeah. something that you were in, not only a great project and you, know, you feel good about it, but then other people feel the same way enough for it to win awards, go to film festivals. So talk about what, you know, that whole experience was like. You start, you know, it kind of starts to build momentum, I imagine. And, you know, you start to hear all these things. It's like, oh my gosh, we, we really got something here. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, honestly, out of, out of nowhere, I was just like, wow, this is really building traction. I, and it deserves to because the story is just so genuine and warm and, it just, it's a story that really needs to be heard because uh, in the scene uh, where we're at the table, the kid asks his brother, he's like, because his brother asks him, like, well, when did you know you were gay? And the kid says, like, when did you know you were straight? Right. I was and like, well, that, really that took powerful. me back. That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a really powerful moment where you're like, whoa, uh, I didn't even think about that. And um, so, yeah, this has won some awards at the Florence Film Festival in Italy. Uh, it won Best Actor, uh, that, that was me, Best Young Actor, that was him, and Best Actress, uh, and Best Overall Story. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of a blowout. Like, it, we had no clue that that was going to happen, but, like, it definitely deserved to have... Uh, all of those accolades, you know, and uh, then Joel put it up on YouTube, and within the span of like a month, it hit almost half a million, and uh, yeah, it just keeps continuing to rise. Yeah, th th that's amazing. And when did you guys, um, when did you guys film that? Oof, uh, I want to say almost a year and a half ago. Wow. Um, like. Uh, about six months before the pandemic hit, I think. Okay. And yeah, we went down to, um, uh, it was like Long Beach-ish area. It looked really cool. And I was like, we, I want to I yeah, go to this restaurant on the beach. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful down there. Yeah. And then, yeah, we did it in about like a half a day. Right. So, so, so you shot it, you know, you shoot it about, you know, six months, you say, around before the, the pandemic hits. But by the time, you know, all these festivals and things like that come around, were you able to, to travel and attend any of these? Were, or were all these things virtual by the time it, it came time to, to recognize your, your project? <laughs> uh, for Tyler, uh, it actually wasn't, uh, it wasn't virtual by the time the, the pandemic hit. But, uh, so you could have gone to Italy and done it, but, uh, Unfortunately, I couldn't go to Italy because, dang, that's a lot, right? And, yeah. Um, yeah. So it, I don't know. It was it was just wild at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I bet I bet. Um, now I want to talk about the other one, the uh, the homage okay. to to Quentin Tarantino, the the poppies, it poppies yeah. in full bloom. So. I love this. I mean, just so everyone knows, now they're going to check it out. This is on Tion's website. But I mean, everything from the music to the, the font mm -hmm. of the titles. Um, I mean, e even you have some very, you know, Pulp Fiction-esque, you know, Royale, you know, very, <laughs> you know, lines. It, it, it's gory. It's violent. It's, you know, unfiltered. It's not PC, but you don't care. 
it was, and it's also told in, in chapters, which is really cool. And you know, something that is something that's very Tarantino. So just to be a part of something like that, obviously you're in this business, you're in this industry, you want to make a career out of this and you're paying homage and basically doing a Tarantino short film without Tarantino. I mean, how cool is it to be just a part of something like that? Cause watching it, I was like fired up. I'm like, that would be so cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, okay, interesting story. It was because uh, Samantha Adler, she is really talented at uh, being a director. She went to uh, UCLA uh, studying film and, um, and law, right? And uh, so she had to create this uh, thesis film. And um, I was actually in Las Vegas at the time with my lady uh, and hanging out with some friends. And then Sam comes to me and she's like, hey, you, uh, my friend is trying to do this thesis film. And it, this was at the time where I was like trying to get into acting, but I, I didn't know how to do it and I wasn't really sure. And um, I was really on the fence about like doing it because it was that fear, man, you know, that fear of taking that first leap into something that's unknown and uh so i kind of fought it i was like nah i don't know i can't i can't do this uh but sam really my my lady sam she really pushed me to um just step out there and really really take it upon myself to go after something new and uh it's good lady so i get there the first day and like yeah and, it, and it, it was wonderful and it was the best thing because uh yeah this i had no clue that i was going to be this larger than life character who is basically samuel l jackson right and uh it really took me out of my comfort zone and uh, and pushed me to be something I have never even thought I could be. And, um, yeah, it was, it was so, so fun. We were out in like the middle of the freaking desert and just shooting this film, uh, what seemed like guerrilla style. Yeah. And we were like in the back of trucks trying to like get to the location cause it was so bumpy. And, um, man, it was so fun. It was so fun. The, the whole cast was great. Uh, everyone was just like in this learning mode of like, we got to get this done. Let's do it together. And that is, that's magical there. Yeah. I, I imagine, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. Cause you're in the, you know, I know one scene that sticks out to me that I wanted to ask you about. Maybe this is just me cause I'm immature, but I imagine you guys shared quite a few laughs with your co-star who's basically playing Travolta from Pulp Fiction and you're talking about eating this girl out and this and that and I'm bending her over and all this stuff and you're just like man like you're just like that's that look on your face you're like man I wish I, I could go back to that moment and I'm just like me immaturely I'm like that would take me at least that would we'd have to do about three or four restarts for me to kind of be like okay now I got to be a professional here I could I'm gonna make it through this without just like cracking up yeah yeah they uh... <laughs> They changed up that line quite a few times, man. I, I was like, because they just kept adding stuff on because they were like, oh my God, this is so great. Just yeah. keep going. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then just like all good Tarantino, it ends up, in a, you know, it, it, it ends with a shootout. 
That that's you know right. incredible. Into the shootout, we walk away with a bunch of money, and uh, what a better way to end the film. That that's what I like to say. I, that's I love that. I love that. So, yeah, you know, you touched on something, and, and I want to get in, in into that too. Um, you know, kind of going back in time here. You know, you, know, you talked about before you did this. Poppy's in full bloom, you know, your, your, your lady kind of pushed you to do this, you know, you were kind of on the fence about acting, you know, right there, mm-hmm. but not, ha- ha- you know, hadn't taken the leap yet. So what is sort of, you know, I'm intrigued with, with everyone who gets into something like this. What is your sort of actor origin story, you know, where you decide, you know, when was the first time, you know, some real like curiosity and intrigue, you know, sparked? Was there one moment maybe where you saw a performance or you saw a movie or a TV show and you just felt to yourself like, man, this would be what you can get, you know, when you kind of figured out like, oh, you can get paid for this. And, you know, there, there's kids, there's adults, right. there's older people, you know, acting really, you know, th- there's babies in movies, for goodness sakes. I mean, there, there's no <laughs> age education. There's really no barrier to get into acting. It's just being able to get in front of the yeah. right people and get cast into something. So, you know, for you, can you kind of talk about where that intrigue and curiosity was was sparked and, and, and why, you know, where you first really had interest, like, Hey, I, I think I kind of want to pursue this. Absolutely, man. Um, okay. This is, uh, uh, it's a really good, I feel like it's a really good story because, um, when I was in high school, I was going to be like a scientist. Whoa. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I was really into, um, like being an inventor. I wanted to invent something or, have some sort of like product of my own that I could like market myself. Um, and yeah, I was, I was really into like space and things like that. And, I mean, I still am, but, uh, it's so in high school, my uh, counselor was actually like, Hey, you let's get all of your art classes out of the way so that you don't have to worry about it. Right. And, uh, so she put me in and, art class like drawing and then she put me in, a, in an intro theater class i was like oh no please don't don't put me in the theater class like <laughs> i am not supposed to be in front of people yeah. talking to them i'm behind the scenes okay like i don't do that so she did it anyway she put me in the class and i was just like uh okay and um it was fun it was fun and i, I I enjoyed doing this one scene uh, that we had to do at the end of our um, uh, course. And the teacher comes up to me and she's like, you know, I think you're pretty good. Do you want to audition for like the main stage or something? And I was like, oh, no, 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 please. I cannot. No, I'm supposed to be behind the scenes. I can't do this. But like you don't get it. I almost died doing this scene. Do not make me do any more. I thought I was done with this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, no, like my heart's still racing from like being on stage and like I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't. But I don't know, man. Something inside of me was just like, you know what? Go to the audition and see what happens. And I did. Uh, I did the scene, and my name was on the list. And I was like, wow, what do I do now? This is this is a good feeling. And um, everyone in that class, my first day was so warm and inviting and friendly. And I I truly found 
a family in high school that I, you know, and that's not easy to find in high school where you feel like a sense of belonging. And theater really gave that to me. And then I started branching out into like um, um, choir and uh, it really geared up my arts wheel. And um, then I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna do this in college because I just love it so much. And um, I actually uh, had a communications class where my teacher had us the very first day of class. He's like, you need to write a five minute speech in 30 minutes. So he had us all go out, write our speeches in 30 minutes, and then we had to come in and perform them. And uh, so I did mine. Everyone reacted pretty well. And then he comes up to me again afterwards. He's like, hey, I think you're pretty good. Do you want to, like, join the speech team? I'm like, dude, what? The speech team? I'm supposed to be an actor. Like, what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. But uh, I went to the audition, and he said said to me, like, uh, that if you join this speech team, this will be the best acting training you've ever had. And I was like, I'm sold. And so, and so for two years, I had to do uh, what they call forensics, where you wear a suit and you've got this little black book with a 10-minute speech uh, that you create a character around and you, you memorize that thing and perform it to like four people in a room plus a judge and you're competing. And uh, he was right. It was the best acting training I've ever had. And um, then after college, uh, after I graduated, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can actually do this. And uh, I had a crisis like most actors and artists all around the world do. And uh, then my lady, Sam, she says to me, she's like, you love doing this. So just go and do it. And why not try, right? So that was when uh, I always say, like, I unofficially have been acting for like 10 years. Right. But officially, I've been going for it for three years. So that was uh, about three years ago that I made the decision to just jump on it and try. And that's when I also, because I was working with kids at the time, like, uh, as an activity leader uh, from like a, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, daycare. Yeah. And uh, it was taking up a lot of time because like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I was into this acting thing and I'll become a theater teacher if like nothing ever happens, you know? And uh, Sam told me, she was like, but that's not your dream. Right. You, you know what your dream is and you need to go for it. And I was like, all right. So I quit my quit my job working with the kids, and I went to the cliche thing. I did the cliche thing and became a server, and um, it really fired me up, man. I I I, I got into um, Red Robin, and then uh, my lady and I earned up enough money to move out here uh, about a year actually no a year and a half ago now, and uh, it has been electric. 
And where'd you move from? Uh, I moved from Santa Clarita. Okay. Santa Clarita, California. Okay, so yeah, you're still little, still California kid. Outside, though, yeah. Still California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine, I'm just thinking, I took a, uh, a public speaking class in college, and I think the absolute same thing, because I always looked at, you know, myself, I'm like, I know I want to do something on camera, I d- enjoy doing, like, interviews, podcasts, I've taken some acting classes as well, but I've always been like, you know, whatever I end up doing, and if I, and if I you know, end up doing something that I want to do, which is something like this, or, or acting, or interviewing, whatever it is, I'm like, all these things kind of prepare you and help you, so it doesn't matter if it's a public speaking class, a, you know, journalism class, a acting class I'm like all these things are, are yeah. helping me build up my skills and I'm thinking about you when you described hey you go into this room of four people and a judge I'm like that's like that's an audition right that's like going into an audition yeah. room for a, a film or TV role it's the same thing exactly exactly yeah. it exactly it so that's and yeah, yeah. it was just so so good uh, I could not like I said and I'll tell this to any actor who's in college right now join the forensics team and get into the drama part of it uh, or prose even and just yeah you will hone your craft so fast uh, because you have to yeah and that's that's the most important thing it's like that that little bit of pressure in order to get you to that next level that you need you know yeah, no, that I'm I'm reminiscing now. I took that speech. I just graduated in May, and I took that public speaking class when I was a sophomore. It was the spring semester of my sophomore year, and I just and I was so lucky. Had such an amazing professor. Something that we did that I thought was so important. Obviously, I think we had four big projects throughout the semester, right, where we had to build them up and rehearse them. But I think the best thing that we did was, you know, we'd have a little bit of a lecture, but we got up. And spoke in front of a group, whether it was a small group or the entire class, every single day. And just forcing you to do it and, and keep and continuing to work that machine, that instrument, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it was, I wish I could go back. I would have taken that class five times over. I mean, it was amazing. And I still reference and go back to, I've never saved anything from a class in my entirety of school ever. It's probably for most people. But I still... I mean, I have all kinds of things saved on my computer and notes and everything else. And it was just, you're right. It's, it's a master class and you really, really hone your craft. It was just, yeah. it's, I love this because it's making me reminisce. I haven't thought about this in a while and I'm, I'm like <laughs> loving it right now. I'm fired up with you. Um, so, yeah. so, so you talk about honing your craft and you know, kind of these auditions before regular uh, auditions like we talked about. So I, I wanted to talk to you because we hear, I, I don't know if any, actor would ever admit, you know, they're, they're great at auditions. Mostly you just hear kind of funny stories or, or horror stories of auditions, right? It basically goes, Hey, Oh, I killed this. It's amazing. I really want this. And you usually never get it. And then you have the one that's kind of like, eh, I don't really care. I'm thinking about moving on from acting and then you get it. And then your career takes off. You hear those stories. And then you have the horrid stories like, Oh my God, I, why did I ever do this? I'm going back, to, you know, in your case, I'm going back to working with kids or I'm going back to business school. I should have been a lawyer. So you kind of have those three, like, you know, different audition stories in, in general. Um, what has been your experience like 
auditioning? Do you, do you feel good about it? Do you have some funny stories for us? You know, do all those kind of audition story stereotypes are those? Do you feel like those are those are pretty true across a, you know, more than just Ooh, a few yeah. interviews here and there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the stereotypes are pretty true. Um, uh, well, most of them, right? Uh, right. Especially the ones where they make you do kind of some interesting things that you're like really this will okay yeah all right, we're gonna do this like uh because i was auditioning for um a role it was called uh, uh oh it was a project that i was in uh fish out of water and um i kid you not man they they made me stand in the middle of the room and because the role didn't have like a a lot of dialogue but it had a lot of like facial and emotional mm. intensity right so they <laughs> they felt really weird about like they were like hey can you um uh well we want you to like just stand there and pretend your friend just drowned and like died is that is that okay can you we'll give you some time and like it, it, like just take your time right and i was like yeah okay man uh yeah right on the spot and i was just like so i stood there for like five minutes just crying whoa whoa if yeah, you can man, pull that cool. off i mean i'm no casting director but i'd be like this is our guy yeah they yeah i got i got the part and uh they because like i i mean they didn't tell me to stop so i was like you just gotta keep going Keep yeah. going until they tell you to stop. That's exactly what my teacher told me. She was like, if, unless they tell you to stop, you keep going. You keep acting. Like, you, you, the scene ends, stay in. Right? Right. And uh, that was, that was the, the big takeaway from that one. Um, and then, let's see, the... Oh, here's a, here's a good story. Um, uh, I did a movie musical called Stunning. And um, I, uh, I saw this listing on Backstage, and um, it required a reel to be submitted. And uh, at the time, I was just starting out, and I didn't have a reel. I had no footage whatsoever, but I just felt like, oh, my God, I need to audition for this. You, you just you feel something like, uh, and all actors kind of get this, where you're just like, I feel like, I feel, I just feel it. That's right. it. You no explaining, explaining. And so just, I messaged him. I, I had to upload some random video of myself doing, I don't even know what it was, but I told them in the messages, I was like, please ignore the video. I just really need to audition for this. Again, ignore the video. Like, don't look at it. And he sent me an audition and I got the part and it was, it was crazy. It's like one of those, I had one of those stories Yeah. you hear about where actors just like reach out to the, they're completely unprepared and they do a wonderful job and then they just, they get the part. And, uh, I was, I was really lucky, uh, to get that. And, um, the, uh, actually, you know what the, the film bitch ass that I just did, uh, I feel like I bombed that audition. Yep. Like I completely like I flubbed so much, man. I, it was it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. But 
They got. I got it. I was like, so you never really know. Yeah. When or if someone is looking at something different that you're not realizing that you have, you know. So it, it, that's the beauty of this industry, man. You can feel like you completely ruined it, and someone is like, "Yo, you killed that," or you can feel like, "Hey, I." I did amazing on that audition. And then someone's like, well. <laughs> yeah. No, it's and, so, yeah. the thing that I've read and I've seen and, I, and I've heard, you know, from whether it's books, interviews, professors, teachers, whatever it is, it's so crazy. You know, to, to kind of a couple points here. First off, like you said, especially when we're in this industry, I know, especially when you're starting out, it can be tough. But you, I feel like you really have to force yourself to watch yourself because you're not, yeah. you're still developing and you know, you haven't arrived yet. I can imagine big movie stars, right? You hear about them. They're like, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. the movie and I'll see it for the first time at the premiere. I'm just too busy with other stuff. I know I've, I've hit my stuff. I'm with a good director. I'm with a good writer. I'm kind of, kind of good there. So I really don't need to watch myself, but I know, you know, right now, even still, I'm like, I still got to get, I'm not Joe Rogan. I, I got I got to force myself to watch my podcast. I have to listen to myself and I have to get better. And I imagine when you're looking at self-tapes, you go back and look at the films that you've done. You're like, okay, I've had some success here, but there's still a lot of, you know, you're always looking to improve. So, you know, Absolutely. and when you, and, and what I'm getting at here is when you're watching yourself so much, again, to your point, and then you have someone, you know, you're just like, I'm too close to this. You, you know yourself too well and you're looking at other things that people aren't even going to notice or something that you think is ugly is actually unique to someone else. And when it gets across the right eyes or just a new set of eyes, they see that something different in you. And sometimes yeah. you can kill something and knock, and knock it out of the park. But if you don't fit the style or the mold or the look, you know, it doesn't really matter how much of a good of an audition it is. Sometimes it comes down to, hey, you know, Maybe this guy didn't have the best audition or this girl didn't have the best audition, but they fit the look in the story we're kind of trying to tell here. Going for it. And yep. it's, it, it's such, you know, it's so, I don't, objective, subjective, whatever, you know, the right, the right term is. Same. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. And I, I feel like that, you know, people that are on the outside or, you know, aren't thinking and looking at this stuff all the time don't really understand. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not... Mm -hmm you know, what the best resume is. You know, you look at, I read this over quarantine. I read this huge book about The Office, right? They were trying to shoot, you know, it was a, it was a mockumentary. It was a documentary. They aren't going to go and put a bunch of big stars in there with they, you know, yeah. or more accomplished actors because that wasn't what they were going for. Now, all those people in the show, we know now, we know their faces, we know their names. They've gone yeah. to do other stuff. But at the time they were nobodies. You know, Will Smith, yeah. we would feel a lot different about you know, pretty much no name Steve Carell versus Will Smith, ginormous movie star. If, you know, someone like him was Michael Scott, right? But That's right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you would think you could sell and get more viewers with Will Smith. But again, to what we're talking about, it's what they were going for. And no names fit with what they were going to do. And that's just, um, you know, something that I, I always like to try to get the point across when, when it comes up. Because not everyone understands that and I think that's what makes it so tough yet so yeah. intriguing and exciting to someone that's going <laughs> after it you know what I mean it's true it's true because uh, I mean this industry is very very much in your control but <laughs> so out of your control that like people 
people don't like that where they're like, well, how are you doing it, man? Like, yeah. what, what are you doing? Like, I'm just, I'm here. I'm, yeah. I'm doing it and I'm waiting, you know? And, uh, uh, I always tell people like to, to your, uh, uh, that, that I wouldn't just walk into an Apple store and say, I'm the CEO now. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't work that way. No job works that way. So why is acting any different? You can't just walk onto a film set and say, I'm the star and expect everyone to be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, you, you've got to work for it, right? right? You got to start at the bottom, just like everybody else. And it's a lot of hard work a lot of heartbreak to be honest and uh but once uh <clears throat> once you prepare enough and that one role comes to you you will be ready that's the goal to just always be ready for that role that is meant for you you know what i mean and um, a lot of people forget about that. They they just think like, oh, I'm just going to randomly get this role and then uh, it'll be mine. Don't worry about it. But no, you still have to work for your role, even though it's your perfect description, even though your personality is absolutely spot on. It's not guaranteed, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, um, something that I love too. You know, you talk about preparing and preparation. I always make sports references. I, I love sports. I follow sports. I played sports in, in high school and I always think about, you know, playing football. I was a quarterback in high school. Um, mm. and you know, such a big part of football is preparation. You know, you have one game that's, you know, you're leading up every day of practice. Every day of preparation is leading up to the game at the end of the week, and that's your one chance. You don't play any other games that week. You have to wait till the next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever you play your games for the next opportunity. But the most important stuff, and it's an old cliche, but the game is won throughout the week. And I imagine it's the same thing when, you know, I'm getting ready for a podcast, you know, so I can be free and tee on so we can have more of a conversation rather than it just be an interview. I got to do my research days ahead of time. I got to go over my notes so that way I'm not here reading them and you know like it's an interview i want to have a i want to have a real conversation with you right yeah. and it comes back to preparation same thing with your audition now sometimes you always i imagine don't have the luxury of the knowing time. you know yeah. you could have no time whatsoever or you could but again just like sports just like a podcast just like your audition when you get into the room when you get into the game you can do all the preparation but what are you going to do when you you know get hit in the mouth then what? Are you going to be able to improvise? Are you going to be able to think on your feet? You know, when something that I didn't prepare for in the podcast, when it comes up, am I going to, you know, be prepared enough so that way you don't have to think? Because when you're thinking about your lines, you're you're not listening, which is so important in this, in acting. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it has to be, you have to be actively listening, you know, from what I, I understand. And um, no, I just, I love talking about preparation and I love, you know, you know, there's so many uh, you know, things that involve preparation and so many, you know, analogies and comparisons you can make. And um, as crazy it is, you know, compare something that's going on on camera film to 
to preparing for you know a football game, but th- you know there's a lot of preparation there. You got to know you know when you go in for an audition, who am I auditioning for? What TV show is it? You know if it's a show that's on the air and you're doing a guest spot, I imagine you got to be like, you know, if, if I'm going in for the office, I know this is dry, awkward sense of humor. You don't want to be going in there like all bubbly and, and crazy. That's not kind of the the flow of the show. You, you have to know those things. It's like knowing your opponent. And um, that stuff has always fascinated me. That's true. That's true. And sometimes, though, like, sometimes they give you nothing. Yeah. They, they don't give you any sort of direction or, like, what, like, the studio type is, who the director is. They, they You have nothing. So you've got to come up with it on your own. Yeah. And you've got to create this person. Uh, people say, "Oh, you got to create a character," but no, man, it's a it's a live person. Yeah, to create a person is that's a lot of work. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And and something I, I want you to dive into this too. You you talked about you know backstage and you know you know the the in control out of control. So what would you say day to day? You know, for people who are aspiring aspiring actors or think they might want to get into it, you know, day to day. What should they be doing? You know, how should they be carrying themselves? You know, should should they be working on acting every day? You know, finding sides, at least doing practice sides that they don't have an audition or, you know, a short film or a movie to work on. You know, sh- where should they be looking for, for roles and, and, and all those kinds of different things? You know, what should an aspiring actor who's, you know, not yet a working actor, what should their day-to-day be like? What should it be filled with? Absolutely. Um... Uh, every day when I first started, I was I was very sh- well shy about my um, submitting process because uh, I started on backstage backstage.com and uh, it was it was easy and um, it didn't seem like much of a risk uh, and so I just I went on there sporadically kind of like. Ah, I like this one. I click on it. Maybe. Ah, I like this. Maybe. But uh, then I quickly realized that you have to try to submit every single day. There's something every day that comes on either backstage, Actors Access, LA Casting. There's so many casting websites. And um, you've got to be working on it every day and it's a little hard because when when you're an actor you're like well i'm not working unless i'm acting so how would i be working and and honestly i want to say some wild number like 80 percent of acting and being a full-time actor is looking for acting work and auditioning you know then that other like 20 to even 10% is what you actually want. So I always tell people, like, if you really want to be an actor, and, like, I'll even tell my kids, too, like, yo, if you really want to be an actor, you've got to want it so bad because the amount of actual acting that you get to do is so small in comparison as to what you're actually doing. Right. Which is submitting every single day, reading all of these books, taking all of those classes. Uh, uh, even, you know what I just did? I just did, um, 
I got masterclass for my birthday. Oh. And I'm looking at all of the acting masterclasses. And not even just the acting masterclasses. I'm looking at all of the, like, uh, uh, self-improvement masterclasses. I'm taking care of meditation masterclasses. And, like, uh, you have to really work on your mind and your vision and what you want. And uh, uh, how you see yourself, how you present yourself, and how others see you, right? And um, uh, you have to be so confident in your ability as an actor to be able to get on film or even on stage, right? And that's what I think my job is. My job is to constantly learn about myself and other people and what those connections mean and how I can apply those um, experiences uh, in the movies that I am in or will be in and currently I'm in. It's, it's really just about, because uh, that's all acting is, it's all just learning and discovering what being human really is. You know, and so if you don't know yourself as a human, then how could you possibly be another person as a character? Right. You know, so that is my job every single day to learn about myself, constantly be submitting and um, uh, just learning about people in general, like new experiences. I read this book about archery of all things and the art of archery and you're like how in the heck does this have anything to do with acting but exactly like the speech team it's about focus and really being able to practice so much that it becomes second nature to you right and so yeah you you it's it's a lot of hard work without a lot of reward uh until suddenly you get a lot of reward. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. It's a, uh, no, that's a great point. I remember I, we kind of made the same one. I interviewed, uh, uh, Jake Dorsey, you know, who's also at CK yeah. and an actor. And I talked to him about being in the military. I'm like, you know, I thought about this and maybe it sounds crazy, but really it's not crazy. You know, he was a Marine and I was like, man, I imagine everything you learned in the Marines with you know, discipline and attention to mm -hmm. detail and his internal cerebralness and just all of those things that he learned. I'm like, you know, you can, you know, while the subject matter is different, but the practices themselves can be applied to these different things. I was like, that had to have made your transition to acting, you know, not easy, but definitely some very, very important traits and skills and practices that have to help you out when you're on set, when you're getting ready to audition, when you're trying to put together this character, I'm like, yeah. and, and you know, he, he agreed and, you know, gave some great detail on how all those things helped him. But yeah, the, the more that you know, and the, and the more, you know, the more that you study, you know, because like you said, the, the art of archery, you know, these different crafts, whether it's a golf swing or archery acting. And, you know, if you're an actor, you know, it's almost kind of cool to study all these crafts and focuses and disciplines that are outside because you never know when you might have a role for it. It might be helpful for something, <laughs> but also just the appreciation for it. And you can, it's just so cool how you can take these things from something else that has ne nothing to do with, you know, just kind of acting itself, but apply some of those same practices to, 
you know, this subject matter of you trying right. to, trying to be, it, it's just, it's really cool. It, it fascinates me that that's, what's cool about art. You know, I was a business major in school and I kind of fell into doing this media stuff and, you Whoa. know, you know, business made, you know, it's more kind of, you know, you know, you got your tie on, yeah. you got your, you know, your <laughs> yeah. stuffy business resume, you get your internship here and then you got a job. Um, you know why that's much safer and you would think that, you know, that's what I would want to do. But, uh, you know, there's just something about, about, you know, this side of things that's, that's just really, really intriguing and really cool. Hmm. It's kind of weird there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Uh, uh, but when it, you think about you're it, right. yeah. So, um, a couple, uh, one thing I want to, I want to wrap up on with you. So, right. So do you still have your, what do they call it? Your, uh, your survivor job? What, where are you working? Yeah. Where are you, when you're not acting, where are you working? What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, I am now at a, uh, fine dining restaurant Ooh. called Providence. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's very nice. Um, and I, uh, uh <clears throat> I love, I love working there. But, you know, as an actor, you, you know exactly what you want. So it is a stepping stone to my right. inevitable future. Right. You know what I mean? And that's how you have to think about your survival job. You know, right. a, a lot of actors get lost in their survival job, but you have to recognize that that job doesn't technically come first, even though to your boss, yeah, it comes first. Yeah. Okay. Right. You, you need that job, right? Right. To your boss, it comes first. But in the back of your mind, always remember, Acting is your baby, and your baby comes first. That's right. Yeah, it's the, you know, you're, I'm sure you're thankful for it. You love your job, but you can't wait to quit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. La I look so forward <laughs> to the day when I just have to go in there, and I'll be like, sorry, I, I got to go. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Last thing, Tion. Living or dead, if you could work with any writer... Any director, any actor, you can give me a few, combination, whatever. Who okay. would you most want to work with? You can pick from anyone that's ever existed oh. or existed now. I know this is a super tough question. Um, anyone? Okay. Anyone. Okay. You can give right. me a few. You can give me a few. It's a super tough question. Yeah, I've got quite the list, to be Ooh, honest. Let's um, hear it. Uh, I've got, uh, oh man, when I heard Chadwick Boseman died, man, I was like, oh, my heart. Uh, I would have given my left foot to act with that guy. He's so incredible. Uh, he is someone who I didn't realize he and I had so much uh, alike in terms of our acting styles. And uh, he's someone I really inspired to be like uh, without even knowing it. Because uh, it used to be it used to be Will Smith that I was like, oh, yeah, he's the guy I want to be like. Right. And I still love Will Smith. Like, he's my dude. Uh, he's also someone that I would love to be uh, with. But, like, Chadwick Bosman just kind of came out of nowhere for me. And it, it, that was when I really, like, clicked. I was like, oh, man, like, I could be, I could be that. Yeah. You know? And um, it, it's important to see people who uh, resemble you and uh, who have made it and it gives you this like weird sense of hope that like man if, if he can do it like I can do it too like I, I'm, I'm just like
like him or or he's just like me and um so that's something uh also sterling k brown man i oh god if i was acting with that guy that he would he would teach me so much yeah <laughs> he would teach me so much um of course michael sure from the office uh, yeah. i'd love to work with that guy he's done the office a oh, good yeah. place Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. He's a comedy genius. He, he was on SNL. And, um, what, wasn't early on, he was on yeah. SNL too, Weekend Update. I've heard, he was on Rob Lowe's podcast not too long ago. He was super, if you want to check it out, he's a, that was a good one to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is, he's a great dude. Uh, and of course, I would be remiss if I didn't say I, I will always, always have a soft spot for a Star Wars film. Yeah. So, John Favreau, like, he's the man. my dude. Uh, like, I would love to be in any one of his movies. Be it, you know what, be it Marvel or Star Wars. I, You'll I take, take it. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Put me in a movie, yeah. John. Now, have you seen, no, I love Favreau. Have you seen Swingers? <laughs> oh, dude, that's yeah, yeah. like, that's the best. I mean, Vaughn, Favreau starring in it, and it's his movie. It's just, it's just awesome. He's, it's great. Yeah, Favreau's really gone on to be, a guy, you know, that was in front of the camera, but was really, I mean, really, you know, has to be known more so for what he's done off the screen, which is just incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, between everything and the universes that he's a part of. So yeah, he's, Favreau's a great one. Well, Tion, this has been so much fun, man. I'm so glad we finally able to, obviously it's virtual, but we're able to meet, you know, have a fun conversation. <laughs> I'm so excited for everything that you've done i'm excited for people to check it out listen to this check out your work and for what comes in the future man i i, I really can't wait so thank you again so much for doing this dude thank you so much for having me this has been an incredible experience man i i i love all of this and you're doing you're you're amazing to talk to so <laughs> thank you man really really appreciate it and thank you guys so much for listening joe war podcast youtube subscribe Bell, never miss an episode, get those notifications. Apple and Spotify are also available, the Joe Vore Podcast. Rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Thanks again to Tion, and thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week.